great man of God who pastors a wonderful, wonderful church. He started a church in Spokane, Washington 26 years ago, and he, didn't, he and his wife did not know anyone in that city. And today, I don't know how many they have. In membership, you have an idea? Not enough. Not, not enough. That's his perspective. But I know, I know a year or two when we were together, he was bumping a 400 and going over 400. God just blessed him to buy uh, the building, which was a large business next to his church. And uh, this week, he's signing the papers on the remodel for that building. They've purchased that building, and they're going to be able to seat 1,100 people. Praise God. Praise God. And so we're excited uh, for him and for what God is doing in his life. We've been able to make a great friendship in the past few years, and I believe the Holy Ghost has put us together for such a time as this. He has a great anointing, a great ministry. God has transformed his life. There's just not enough that I could say of how much I appreciate and respect this good man. God has used him to help me and to bless me personally. There's situations that I've prayed about and I've asked God for help through the years. And God has used Brother Mayo, him not knowing the situations, to pick up the phone and call me are to speak to those situations that only God knows. And I appreciate a man that will walk in the Spirit, unashamedly be apostolic, and be what God needs in this hour and in this generation. And I believe God sent him here this weekend. We're ready to have church. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you pastor for those wonderful wonderful things and it's great to be back here in Jennings and it's time to get radical well I can see that you agree with me it's time to wake up I could use a good Starbucks right about now myself but, um, you know, the Democrats don't mind getting radical. Yeah, you can get quiet. Terrorism doesn't mind getting radical. The world doesn't mind getting radical. I think I've made my point. I don't want to wear it out. If you'll get radical, you'll take this city. Other denominations will buckle. Buckle. There is no competition to this. All roads lead to this. Come on, let's lift our hands and give him great praise. Want to give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Jesus, for your greatness. Amen. It's great to see uh, Sister Townley and um, just great to be with you and great to be back in Louisiana. You know, I couldn't even spell it till a few years ago, but um, it's just great to be here and to feel, man, what a spirit in the house this morning. Let's praise him again. I don't want to ever take that for granted. You can't find this on a barroom floor. You can't find this on the stool of a honky-tonk. You can't find this on the sawdust floor of some country western concert. But it's only found in the house of the living God. Bye. Amen. Amen. I'd like to draw your attention to the book of Psalms. This Appreciate that great music and worship. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Your pastor was kind enough to let me borrow his truck. I haven't touched it since I just came to church this morning, but I thought, you know, this would be a great opportunity to run a few red lights and maybe 
dine and dash. <clears throat> just having just having some fun. Tremendous pastor you've got. You should thank your yes. Yes. You should thank God every single day. Um you just should it's not like this everywhere. not like this everywhere. Psalm 124, and I want to tell you, I don't hardly ever um, preach by reading an entire psalm, but we're going to do that today. Just be glad it's not Psalm 119. Psalm 124 and verse number one, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side now may Israel say, if it, had, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, <clears throat> then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. I want to read verse number seven one more time. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken. Let's put our Bibles down and lift our hands and give God great praise. I believe he has prepared this service for the, his word. Father, I love you. I praise you. I worship you. I pray for the preparation of our hearts and our souls and our spirit. Come on, let's really praise him right now. I, I just, I'm just feeling like the Holy Ghost needs to prepare some things in our lives to receive the word of God here this morning. He's seen your tears in the midnight hour, the frustration of your soul, the weariness of your spirit, Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. You know, I think that if we are not careful that we will memorialize people in the Bible to the point of becoming unreal, unrealistic. One of the things I appreciate about David is that although he was bar none the greatest king, he was a musician, a psalmist, he was anointed of God, he was a giant killer, he was a believer in God's plan for Israel to the nth degree. But he was also a sinner. And he talked more about iniquity and transgression and sin than anyone else I can recall in the Old Testament. He was, he was real. And God, God doesn't varnish. You know, we, we make heroes of 
biblical figures in our Sunday school programs, and rightly so. But the reality of it is, is God does not varnish life. He does not put a facade on it. He doesn't put a mask on it. Um, and I thank God for being, being real. Are you all out there? Yes, sir. Amen. You know, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll expect the pastor to provide us with the program, which will be nothing more than a religious exercise, and not comprehend really where we are today. We're in the presence in, in reality, dimensionally, in reality, we're sitting in heavenly places. But we're, we're also, we're dealing with 24-7 and dealing with our flesh and dealing with life and dealing with the culture we live in and dealing with the dynamics and the idiosyncrasies of life. As I read through these verses here in Psalm 124, there are some unique aspects in this psalm that are aspects of prose. And in verse 1 and 2, you're seeing what's called parallelism. It is a literary um Phenomena. It's not found very often in the book of Psalms, but David repeats himself. In verse number one, he says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, and it's not enough. It's not enough for him to say that. He says, you know what? I need to get an amen right now. In fact, I, just, I not only need to get an amen right now, I need everybody else to get this understanding. And so he says, if it had not he said, let Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us. Good. I want to tell you, I was sharing with the pastor yesterday that, you know, I really, I really feel like I have, like I've never had before after this and during this pandemic. I really feel more than ever before that I have absolutely a destiny that has become more defined and more clarified because I've seen, I've seen, I've seen people go into ICU. I've seen people have pneumonia. I've seen people have, have, uh, uh, not come out alive. I've had to, I've had to officiate funerals through this pandemic, but he let me live. No, I'm going to get down to where some of you are living. What are you going to do with the balance of your life? He let you live while he allowed you to see what happened. Come on, I'm going to dedicate every breath. I'm going to dedicate every prayer. I'm going to dedicate every day, every hour, every moment, every second to the kingdom of God. Oh, let's clap our hands and give him great praise. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Then he has some illustrations here. And nobody experienced dire circumstances at the hands of his enemies like David did. Then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. This word swallowed literally means to be devoured. It means to be consumed. It means to be destroyed. And then he's repeating that thought in verse number four. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The word overwhelmed there literally means to be drowning. The stream had gone over our soul, not just over our bodies, but my soul, my inner man is overwhelmed with panic and distress. 
And he says it a third time. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. What interesting and illustrative verbiage. That we had not become prey. Chewed up and devoured by our enemies. Our soul is escaped. Everything changes. Everything turns. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. And the snare is broken, and we are escaped. What interesting terminology is used here. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. You know, that terminology is idiomatic in Scripture, which talks about the snare of the fowler. It's found in multiplied places. And I know that there's a typology of, of the church and the individual saints being like certain animals. Like Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. It wasn't that they were going to be out literally fishing. They did that. It was occupational. But Jesus was using that as an illustration that they would, they would catch men. And then we are called sheep of his pasture. And because sheep are leadable, they're, they're somewhat, they have docility. And they're, 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 they're supple. They're moldable. They're leadable. They're, they're governable. They, you, can, you can herd them. But there's something about the fowler in that we are like birds. And it is because the human soul has the ability to ascend. We have the ability to take flight. We have the ability through the power of the Holy Ghost, and I feel it in this place today, to wing our way out of danger and in the presence of the Almighty God. Come on, somebody. Jesus is coming to this place with healing in his wings. It's time for you to just come out of your repose and come out of, of, of self-imposed privacy and say, I need to get into the Holy Ghost this morning. God's got something for me today. I need to take flight and see my problem from a, an elevated perspective. Oh, come on, let's clap our hands and give God the praise. You're not bound to the earth. You were never intended to be bound to carnality and bound to the earth. And he ought to bound to terra firma. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, let's clap our hands again and give him great praise. Somebody's going to wing their way afresh today. Somebody's going to take flight today. Somebody's going to leave your self-imposed trappings and glide and soar again. This terminology, snare of the fowler, There's fishermen, there's hunters that use bow and arrows and spears, but the fowler was particular among hunters, fishermen, and then fowlers, because the fowler used a trap, not an arrow with a specially manipulated piece of rock to become a broadhead, not a catching of a fish singularly or in a group, but the fowler used what was called as a snare. And in preparing for this, I was, 
I was greatly interested by how, how many different traps that they used. And they used, um, they even used a, a, a compound of, of lime. It was a very sticky lime that they would coat the branch of a regular perch in a haunt of a particular bird. And as the bird uh, was, was, his feet became glued to that, he became easy pickings to the fowler. And there were different, of course, even as a kid, I tried the old bread under the box with a stick routine, but I, I could never find a bird stupid enough to get in that box. But the primary way in which the fowler caught birds was he used a snare. And I know something about this because for many years I was a falconer, which I trained birds of prey. I've had falcons, peregrine falcons. I've had hawks. I've had owls. I've had all, all kinds of manner of birds of prey. And one of the ways that you trap um, adult, adult birds of prey is that you, you make a special trap. Uh, it's made out of leather, and you place it on the back of a pigeon. And on that on that leather, uh, that piece of leather, you put hundreds of little snares that are self-closing snares. And when you see a falcon or a hawk on a telephone pole and you, you toss the pigeon out, uh, the hawk comes down or the falcon comes down, and as he tries to attack the pigeon as prey, notice how David said he did not give us as prey, but 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 the hawk or the falcon, he, he gets his feet caught in the snares and they're self-closing. That once you come in contact with these snares, they are self-closing. And I actually saw an illustration. I have, um, I have a commentary in my library that showed an illustration where a fowler literally put a snare on a branch. And as that bird, uh, as, as it began to light onto that branch, that its feet became caught in the snare. And as it tried to escape, the snare began began to close and the bird is now became helpless prey to the fowler. I want you to know that Satan himself is illustrated as being uh, the fowler. Uh, he's not after fish. He's, he's not after sheep. But right now in this instance and in this illustration, he wants to keep you bound to the earth and bound to your pew and bound to carnality and bound to your mistakes and bound to your past and bound to your situation where you can flap helplessly, but you cannot get away. God has come here today to break the snare. The snare is broken. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody give him praise. Somebody say, I'm getting out of this mess. Somebody say, if it had not been for the Lord, I would have never got out of this. Somebody shout with a voice of triumph. Somebody flap your wings and take flight. Come on, somebody praise him. God, I give you praise. God, I give you praise. I don't care what my thoughts are, I'm gonna take flight. I don't care what the devil's telling me, I'm gonna take flight. I don't care what my conscience is telling me, I'm gonna take flight. The snare is broken. You may be seated. The Word of God uses this ancient methodology of the fowler as an illustration of being snared and captured by the enemy of the human soul. Job 18 and 10, the snare is laid for him in the ground and a trap 
for him in the way. Sometimes these snares are not just one singular thing, but it represents the stratagem of the enemy because the devil studied us. He knows us. He's got, he's got commentaries on us. He understands our weakness. He understands your family. I'm going to get into this stuff here today. He understands your family lineage and understands the weaknesses of your family, and he watches you. It's not just one snare. It's saying, I'm going to get you to A and then get you to B and get you to see, and then you're not going to be able to get away. You're not going to be able to get out of this one, Samson. You're not going to be able to, oh, I'm preaching here today. I can feel it. I'm right on target. But today, I've come 3,000 miles to tell somebody the snare is broken. I've listened to the lies of the enemy as long as I shall. I'm going to take flight today. I'm going to use my wings today. The Bible goes on to say, in the book of Proverbs 6 and 5, deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. Isaiah 8 and 15, and many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and taken. Jeremiah 5, 26, for among my people are found wicked men. They lie wait as he that set his snares, they set a trap to catch men. The snare is specifically for the human soul. So that you don't ever enjoy what we've been enjoying around here in this service already today. So you don't ever enjoy all church prayer where God came down and walked among us. Where you don't ever enjoy the glory and the power of just worshiping God with tears streaming down your face in the cab of your truck. James chapter 1 and verse 14 says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. That word enticed literally is a word picture. It's idiomatic of literally bait on a hook that is continually drawn before us until in a moment of weakness we pursue the bait. First Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. Nowhere is the illustration that's found in Psalm 124 find more clarification than in the New Testament using this as a roaring lion. And it gets to the place where this roaring lion is not a strong, healthy lion that chases a gazelle like a cheetah would and chases the roebuck like a cheetah would. But he has learned that when he picks on people that or picks on prey that has a noticeable deficiency or maybe devil's been watching and you ain't been praying and maybe you've been going places on the internet you ought not be going, that all he does is come in and just roar the old lions, even with teeth falling out, they've learned that if they can get find, find somebody that ain't been coming to church regular and ain't been visiting your prayer closet and ain't been doing what you're supposed to be doing, he just roars and they freeze and the end of the the old lion comes in and just captures his prey but i'm going to tell you when your wings are used to getting in the holy ghost and you're you're you, you can climb in the atmosphere you were designed to fly you were never designed to build your nest on the ground build your home on the ground you build your house you raise your family in the heights raise your Foxes have holes, but birds are in the trees. You're supposed to be beyond the enemy. You're supposed to dwell beyond the lion. You're supposed to dwell above the fox. You're supposed to dwell. Somebody clap your hands. 
You're not going to be able to escape this. God sent me here today to tell you the snare is broken. You know what the problem with some situations is? Can you believe that there's some people that just become so acclimated? They, they put on the masquerade and they just play the part. And I'm not, I didn't come here to put people down. I came here to be an agent of deliverance. But I know how it is. I know that I've, I've been tempted to perform in Pentecost. I've been tempted and I, and I used to perform in the world, but there's something in me that's got the real thing. There's something in me that knows the difference. And I say, no, 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 no. You're not ever going to get me to perform. I didn't come to fake it. I didn't come to just impress people I didn't can't if I can't fly I'm gonna die trying I'm getting out of this thing if it had not been God that was on our the snare is broken but I've almost seen it's kind of like that elephant. You may be seated, that elephant that they train at a very early age. They put a rope around its hind leg and they drive a stake in the ground. One man was viewing one of these elephants at a circus and he said, how do you get these elephants to be so well-mannered in their homeland? They devastate homes, they kill people. They're, they're some of the most ferocious animals in the woods and they don't have claws and fangs. And he said, what we do is at an early age, still at a stage of their personal development. And every time he gets to the edge of the length of that rope, he just feels that tug. And that tug is just a reminder. You ain't, you ain't going anywhere. <laughs> you, you only thought you was called. And you only thought that God was going to anoint you. And you only thought that you, you don't even know if that was God anymore. That might have just been you after a, a night of too much pizza. And I've come to preach to somebody. They took that rope off and that animal doesn't even try anymore. He's just learned that rope is there. I'm here to tell you the rope is gone. The net is gone. The snare is gone. The devil is gone. The snare is broken. Devil, you might have had yesterday, but you ain't having today. You might have had yesterday, last year, 10 years ago, my childhood, but you can't have today. The snare is broken. Somebody just start flapping your wings, saying, devil, you never thought you'd see me do this again. You never saw, you never thought I'd do this again. The snare is broken. You may be seated. I'm not done preaching. You that are standing up here, just stay up here. You guys help me preach. You know what it is? There's some people that get used to that snare for so long that they don't even try to get loose. They might do a little hallelujah. They might do a little praise. They're in performance mode, but they know they ain't gonna ever be free. I've come to bust that thing wide open. My God, I'm feeling it right now. You know what happened in Acts chapter number 15? There was a man of God by the name of Paul. Paul and Silas were traveling together and right before he went into Asia Minor, God gave him a dream and a vision and said, no, you got to reroute this thing. There's one guy that needs help. And so they switched gears and went to Macedonia. We never were, we were never given the biblical evidence of who that man was, but there was a man, it was God letting him know there's people that need you. But Paul is now in, at midnight, him and Silas are in stocks. They can't 
move. They can't even feed themselves. They can't even go to the bathroom by themselves. But at midnight, you know what? I've seen a lot of people in a lot of churches that say, well, you know, I, you know, the snare's not too bad. I got my job and I got a refrigerator full of food and I got this. I got a nice vehicle. And you know what? We've set our standards way too low. It's got a snare attached to it. But Paul and Silas, could it be that the man of God goes through things for one reason and one reason alone? That when nobody else is praising God and everybody else is in prison, he's going to say, we're just going to have a prayer meeting. We're just going to go ahead and worship God. We're just going to go. And all the prisoners got loose. The snare is broken. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. Somebody start, get your wings out of retirement. Start flapping them. Get ready. Get ready to go airborne. It's time to dance again. It's time to shout again. It's time to worship again. It's time to live for God again. This is your morning. You've been praying about this. You've been believing about this. Some of you even gave up hope for this. The snare is broken. got loose. Come on, somebody. When the ministry gets free, everybody gets free. When the pastor gets liberated, everybody gets liberated. When Jesus went and preached to the spirits that were in prison, Jesus said, yeah, you might have me down here. I had to get down into hell and take the keys of death, hell, and the grave. But hell cannot hold me and everybody that I'm preaching to everybody that while you're here because you wouldn't obey apostolic preaching, I'm going to lead captivity captive and gave gifts to people that were in the house of God today at First Pentecostal Church. Let's clap our hands and give him praise. Not for performance, but because you're liberated where the spirit of the Lord is. God gets no glory in a snare. God gets no glory from a trap. God gets no glory. The snare is broken. Just remain standing with me. Let me show you what happens when a snare is never broken. My pastor, him and brother Randy Keyes, the only two guys in their youth group, and uh, had a young guy in the church there, Central California Farming District, was their youth pastor, young, younger man. Probably early 30s, late 20s, early 30s. Had a beautiful young wife, a couple beautiful children. All of a sudden... This man divorced his wife and left the church and went and moved into the Castro district of San Francisco, which is known for its rampant homosexuality.
He'd been in church almost his entire life. But because he never let God break the snare. Oh, you're here today. I'm not here to accuse anybody. But see, there's some snares that the devil puts in us in our childhood when we were victims. And at particular times, if we don't let God break those snares, maybe it was your introduction to pornography as you found your dad's playboy. I can't be a preacher that was just called to perform. I've got to be real like David was. There's people under the sound of my voice that you're still bound by a snare of something that was done to you in your childhood. Your lack of productivity and integrity and onward momentum has nothing to do with God. It's the fact that whenever you try to go do something, there's that little tug that reminds you that, that has haunted you with, the, with, 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 with humiliation and shame. Let's lift our hands. I'm almost done, but I didn't come to perform the snare is broken. I feel the spirit of God moving in here on a totally another level. When I, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this as long as I live. And in preparation for this message, God reminded me of this. I, I was just a new convert. And, and I would come home and I would just pray for hours. I remember, I remember um, God telling me as I was driving home from work, I can't wait to spend time with you. And tears would stream down my face. And I'd go into uh, my bedroom and I'd close the door and I'd spend hours in the presence of God. And in one of these prayer meetings, and I'm not a super spiritual person. I, I, I'm not. I know, I'm not, but I, but, 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 but I know God, and, and, and I just wanted this. I'm in love with this, and I remember in one prayer meeting, I was just lost in the spirit. I don't know how to explain all this, and, and I was just lost in the spirit that, that God brought a picture to my mind. It was a picture from my elementary um, yearbook. I was, I was between the 11th grade and, and the 12th grade, and just, just big gap between my teeth, and started to have ec- acne and a buzz haircut and my arms were about that big around and but when I saw that picture something broke in me because at that age I was exposed to some things and had I not been let loose from that snare it would have changed the trajectory of my adult life I'm here to tell you that God is here to break the snare This altar is open. Somebody needs to get out of the pew. Somebody needs to say, God, I'm not waiting another day. I'm not going to live with this snare. You're here today. God sent me 3,000 miles to tell somebody the snare is broken. This altar is open. Come on, no weapon formed against you was ever designed to prosper. The snare is broken. I realize that this is cutting. I realize that this is real. I recognize that this, this, is, this is without any facade or any type of, of, I've already renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. But I'm here to tell you today that God came here to liberate some people that have been ensnared for generations.
come and at least find somebody to pray with. To those of you that are visiting with us, God wants to set you free from the futility and the emptiness and the agony of a human soul that is in some kind of a compulsion or addiction or bondage. Liberation Sunday. Come on up and let God give you a spirit of liberation and of emancipation. All of the ugly things that were ever told you. You're a loser. You're miserable. You're stupid. You're ugly. You'll never accomplish anything. The snare is broken. All of the abuse, all of the mishandling, all of this misuse, the snare has been obliterated by the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. to do a work here if we'll let him if we'll allow ourselves to become transparent and say God I've been waiting on this God I've been looking for this moment God I've been waiting for this moment
Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. By the power and the authority of your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Holy
it might be painful, but lift your hands. I know it might be painful, but go ahead and lift your voice. I know that snare's been there to remind you, but God sent me here today to tell you the snare is broken. Go ahead and worship again. Go ahead and praise Him again. Go ahead and believe God again.
great and mighty in our souls. We praise you for the victory. Hallelujah. Oh, that's it. There's power in unity. There's power in oneness. There's power in agreeing together in the name of Jesus. without a praise break we just gotta take some time and rejoice in the victory of Jesus come on thank you for being our help 